staying in your safety zone then, staying in your comfort zone, holding on to a style or a particular type of work that you know will sell well, it doesn't actually serve you to stay in that place if you want to move onwards and grow. Welcome to another episode of Art Juice. This is episode 222. That sounds a nice round number, doesn't it? This is honest, generous and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking. I'm Alice Sheridan. And I'm Louise Fletcher. Now, this is going to be a slightly funny episode because I have totally been giving myself the summer off and um, messaged Louise and said, I don't have anything arty particular to talk about. I have been swimming and enjoying time with family and making plum jam and I'm very happy. And I wrote back, oh, very happy sounds nice. When do you get to that stage of life? (laughs) But it's interesting because I'm not going to lie, it has thrown up some questions for me along the lines of, who am I if I'm not making art? Mm. And yeah, I know whenever I share this, everybody or lots of people say, oh my gosh, thank you for letting us know that you're not making art all the time. So we're going to be talking just a little bit about that. And I think too, about the different stages, perhaps, of an art making career. And I use the word career very loosely. I mean, that kind of general path that we all kind of have to go through with everything in life. And I think very often that we hit new stages where it demands new things from us or we have to respond in a different way. And it just takes a little bit of time to adjust to that and to figure out what's next for you on the path. And to know that if things are changing, that's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's usually just because things have kind of reshuffled like cards in a pack. Mm. And you're just doing something different. Yes. That's it. End of podcast. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed it, everybody. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) Truthfully, that probably is it. That probably is what you've just summed up. Probably is it. And I've been reshuffling because the reason I messaged you and said, let's talk about maybe taking a step back and reevaluating and then and then you in your membership did a really interesting conversation with some artists who are advanced in their careers and some people there were saying I'm taking a step back and reevaluating and, and that made me feel so like just seen and uh, somebody else is in that same position um so that actually kind of meant I didn't need to talk about it quite as much because I realized yes that's probably where I am but the big news I have is that I have completely reversed I'm like a truck backing up the road beep 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 and I'm not looking for a space anymore and I've said no to the two spaces I was looking at Yeah what <laughs> I know Alice has got her hands on her head what I have been through so much stuff in the last few years personally so much stuff and then in the last few months things kept coming at me Mm -hmm. I'm like I apologize for my language everybody but for fuck's sake can I have a little bit of time when something goes right and I'm not that sounds moany and I'm very aware that I'm very lucky and I have a nice 
house and I live in a nice place and I don't have financial yeah, yeah, but... worries and all that stuff. So before anybody writes to me and tells me how privileged I am, I know that. But personally, in my life, there's been a lot of turmoil, a lot of illness, a lot of people counting on me and needing me to support them, either financially or emotionally or both sometimes. And in as I was looking for the studio space, also the bombardments were still coming in, new ones. And mm-hmm. I just thought I, I really took about a week of not of just stopping all the action and thinking, what what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And, and the answer that came to me is that I was not that I don't want to have a bigger space because I do, but that but that I was pushing for it against, I was like Sisyphus with the rock going up the hill. And the universe, it felt like to me, was saying, you're off track, you're off track. Here's another thing to show you. And I was going, no, but I'm going here because this is what I want to do. And it went from feeling like a really exciting, fun thing to feeling like a burden, the whole search, the whole like finding the right spot and then I thought I'd found the right spot but then some things came up and I just thought this is not fun anymore I'm not enjoying this and I think I'm doing it for the wrong reasons at the moment I think that at the moment what life is asking of me is to slow down just step back a bit handle the things that are coming at me but also give myself a bit of time to rest and which which is what I've been doing have it which is really unusual for me but having time in the day to just sit in the garden in the small moments of sunshine that we get or go for a slow walk where I'm not racing to get back to do something else just just take some time to rest and relax there'll be places There'll be places in six months or a year or whenever. I don't have to rush into it now. So I backed out of both things I was looking at, but not in a way that, hopefully not in a way that has caused any bad feelings so that those options might be there in the future. But just for now, I need to just be focused on the people that I care about and the things in life that are happening and and just let everything else take. So for me, art is taking a back seat as well. And what would I do with that big space when I got it? I wouldn't be have time to go there. So anyway, that's what's happening. That's really interesting to hear all of that because we've had a bit of a break talking together because you've done yes. other things for the last couple of weeks. And last time we spoke, it felt like it was all falling into place the right, like it had been a change and then a bigger space had come and you were taking Tracy and you were excited about it. Yeah. Um. It's just interesting how we and it and I think in projects as well it can hit those stages. Like often it goes from it goes from the dream excitement stage often into like the reality of the paperwork and the you know all of those things that have to get like it doesn't matter what you pick like whether it's oh a fantastic show with a gallery oh it found sounds really exciting i'd love to do that okay and now you've got to do all of this and then there's admin and then there's a back. Like, always always mm. always in any project there is that stage um but this definitely sounds like it was it was more than that but it's just interesting to hear that turnaround and before we move on, I just want to just have a moment on this comparison of woes thing and like 
there was a friend of mine on Facebook that I saw and he rents and he travels a lot and he's about to lose his home because there um, the person is selling it. And I don't know the ins and outs of the story, but for whatever reason, he can't find somewhere else. So he's about to be made kind of effectively homeless. And um, and he just did a post on Facebook that said, like, I just want to be able to share the fact that I'm in this situation and dealing with this. Somebody's just said to me, oh, well, at least you're not this and you haven't just had a hurricane or something that's destroyed your town. <laughs> and yeah, like when we're feeling low about something, comparison like that doesn't help. No, it doesn't help. It's not relevant. It's personal to you where you are in that space. So I just wanted to say that let's not do yeah. the comparison. Yeah. Because because like when, you know, we've had, again, some more uh, upsets last week and it's not the end of the world and it won't be the end of the world. But at that time and in that moment, it's distressing. Let's let people live with whatever is causing discomfort and give them the time and space to get through it. Okay, end of lecture. (laughs) It feels important. It is a natural thing, especially now these days with check your privilege. And I I have had those emails from people because we're public. I've had those emails saying you should think yourself lucky. And it's like, I know that. I know mm-hmm. all that. And I, and I do actually think it is helpful for me personally. I find it helpful to practice gratitude when I remember, you know, in the face of all the things that are happening to remember well, for example, if I need to financially support some people, at least I can. So mm-hmm. imagine if this was happening and I couldn't, that would be worse. So then gratitude for that or, um, you know, this person might be ill, but they're not dead. So gratitude for that or wh- whatever it is. I do think it helps to remember the things and compared to and even the poorest person in Britain or America or Australia, or anywhere that you're listening to this, is better off than, I don't know what percentage it is, something like 80 to 90% of people alive on Earth. So I don't think it's unfair or anything. I just think it's what it is. But I think the space and time to just cope, because what was happening, this is what we haven't talked about, is I got very bad back pains, really bad back pain. And I was putting it all down to lifting the dog into the car because he's got heavy and all this stuff. And then once I made this decision to not take that space, my back pain's gone. So it's it's that let's not pile more onto ourselves. Mm-hmm. And also, here's the other thing that came up for me in this is, why do you want the space? Well, I want a bigger space. I don't know why. But partly, a little part of it might have been avoiding the issue of what to do next in my art. Like, I always teach people, you only need a table to do art. You don't need a studio if you don't have one. I have a reasonable size studio. I have mm-hmm. space in there to do what I want. Um, Not as much space as I would love, but am I avoiding the issue of the fact that I've reached a certain point and I don't know what to do next? And, oh, if I get mm-hmm. this big space, it'll all be magically, it'll come to me. And I like the fact now that I'm not getting that big space. So I've got to face up to that question next. Is um, the, that's the that's bringing back the limitation thing, isn't it? You know, the work with work with what you've got. But also more than more than that, 
I think you have to trust that the answer to that question will come in time. And it goes back to this idea of why do we always feel we need to always be creating, always generating, you know, art is only ever one part of our life. Mm -hmm. You know, there are always other things going on that need doing. And it's not a constant turn on a switch and let it run. Um, I think it does go through flows. And I also think that perhaps at the earlier stages when you're building, the what next perhaps is a little bit more um, predictable is not the right word, but there is a little bit more of a path. Okay, this is this is what to do. This will help. This is what I'm working towards. And I think there does come a part perhaps where you have reached some of those um goals I suppose that you set for yourself and it is a okay well now what what is important to me you know what it reminds me of a little bit it's like when a married couple and you can probably identify with this actually when kids have reached a certain age and they're leaving home and now the married couple is going to be different because they've spent all this time raising children and now they have to reevaluate what it's going to be when the children are not there. And is this relationship going to work and how is it going to work and all of that? It's a little bit like that, I think. Is a time where it falls apart for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and in the, is a time when a lot of people go, let's buy a bigger house or, or let's buy a new place or let's get a chateau in France and do it up or whatever it is that people do in a crisis. And my looking for a bigger space felt a bit like that. Like, yeah. let's go get something else to do so we don't have to face up to the fact that we don't have anything to say to each other anymore, <laughs> um, rather than facing up to the fact and then seeing if we can rebuild it. And I feel like I'd like when I get a bigger space to be at the point when I felt like, I've got something to say to myself, not as a, as an answer. That's not the primary reason I'm not doing it, but it's another thing that fell into place as I was thinking about it. It's interesting, though, because I think in many ways life is a series of projects, you know, some of which get cast upon us and some of which we create for ourselves, um, and some of which are just kind of, you know, get on with it, it's life, live it type projects. But that's basically what it is every day, isn't it? Mm. You know? get up, do some things that need doing, feed yourself, do some work, sort out some out. I mean, and also there is a little bit of that chicken and egg situation, which is the, when, when do you wait for the, when do you wait for something to be the, the, the driver or when do you push a little bit to create the space? Now you could look at your studio as a, okay, well, this is a way for me to open up more space and I'll wait and see what comes into it. Mm Mm-hmm. And by saying no to that, I guess you're doing that in a different way. You know, you're giving yourself, keeping life a little bit simpler um, and just building in a little bit more. We're just talking about relaxation time. I had a lovely time yesterday. It was sunny and I thought I'm going to go down. The blackberries this year are good. Mm, I picked them on my walk yesterday, just eating them while I was walking. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. (laughs) I think, as always, it did make me feel like I was about seven again because 50% (laughs) went in the colander, 50% went straight in my mouth, but there was enough to make a crumble. But as I was doing it, it was that lovely, warm kind of 
afternoon sunshine and then there just started to be a really light drizzle of rain I just thought oh this is perfect this is perfect and when I got back there was stuff I could have done and I thought no I'm going to sit in the last bit of the sun and uh read a book in the garden until I was rudely interrupted by an important phone call from school so I had to deal with that but those little moments of choosing to a enjoy things and do things that you enjoy even if they only last five minutes Mm. I think those are hugely helpful well I had last week an effort sometimes it is an effort last week last week I think it was last week god time flies last week or the week before I went away for a couple of days with my two best friends we're all 60 this year and we've known each other since college and it's impossible to believe that they're both retiring now and I well obviously I won't retire from what I do but they're retiring and we feel like you know no time's gone by but anyway we went to Hay on Wye in uh, in, just in Wales just over the border in Wales have you ever been to Hay on Wye I recommend festival though right I recommend this place it is such a strange place and no offense to anyone who lives in Hay on Wye because it's also lovely it's strange in a lovely way it's like a throwback to olden times and it's almost all bookshops. There's just lots and lots of used bookshops and it's quirky little streets, old bookshops and every and galleries and every shop that you go in to buy something, they're like mildly surprised that you want to buy something and then they have to hunt around to look for how to get you to pay. And we went in this gallery and Ruth bought um, a print and the guy was like, oh, 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 well, we we, we can't take cards. And, um, oh, um, do you want to back the money? And, and he'd been open 10 months, he said. And I don't know if that was the first thing he'd ever sold. <laughs> but it really is like that. It's It's very gentle and quiet and peaceful. And you can just really meander. And no one's in a hurry. There's no point in going there if you're in a hurry. And there's a lovely river and you can walk by the river. And we were there for a few days and the relaxation of that was amazing. And then the other thing is that I bought myself a few weeks ago an old car, which I've not got an interest in cars. I'm not a car person, but I have always had a love for this car in particular. And it's a Morris Minor. And they're from like, mine's from 1958, but they went up into the 70s. And they're kind of a precursor to minis, which I have a mini, so it must be something about it's it's rounded. It's all rounded. It's beautiful. And this is a colour. Color is it? Come on, girly question about cars. The colour's not my favourite, but the so it's a light grey with a red convertible top and like a, a scarlet convertible top, and the seats are all scarlet. I really wanted Trafalgar blue, but I couldn't get the exact one I wanted. But it only goes, it's maximum speed when you really crank it is like 55 and that's on a good, with a good wind. Um, and if you go to get to hills where I live, it's all hilly. So going up a hill, you've got to go down to third gear at least. And you've maybe you go up the hill at 35. And as you drive along, people are waving or honking at you. And I, when I got the car, I wasn't thinking this. I was just saw it and it was a deal. And I thought, yes, that's the one. I'll get that one. But now that I've got it, I realize it's part of this 
It's just going to slow me down. I can't race anywhere in that car. And it's not the only car. I can't drive it in winter. It's not practical. I might break down, all that stuff. Um, Why did you buy it? Somebody said to me, I'll make sure you take sandwiches with you in case you break down. <laughs> so, Every time you go out. Yeah. <laughs> Why did okay, I buy Why it? did you buy it? I've seen one in a town that I visit every week for months. And every time I see it with the top down, I have this feeling of happiness when I see it. Like, oh, there it is. It's like a little personality, this car. And one day I saw it and I had my teenage neighbor with me. And I said to him, oh, I love those cars. And he said, you should get one. And I was like, oh. And then I thought no that wouldn't be practical then I looked into it and then I found out that there are clubs and local owners and all sorts of people that you can ask for advice and and also that they're not as expensive as I thought they would be and so then I went and looked and George was in the showroom that's his name and I just fell in love with him and he's from the year that my mom and dad had a Morris Minor and there's just all sorts of I just love him and I might only have him for a few years but why did I buy him? I bought him for joy. I bought him because the shape of it, the look of it, the feel of driving it, everything about it brings a little spark of joy. I it's, might not be saying that when I'm stuck at the side of the road. You'll just have to practice acceptance, won't you, then? <laughs> you would just have yeah. to go with it then. I feel like I've talked a lot in this so far and I want to go to you because one of the things that you've I've seen in you in the last few months, it's almost like um, a letting go, mm-hmm. like a total, a horrible analogy came to my mind, which I'm not going to tell you, but I'll tell you after. But it's like a, a complete releasing of tension. It feels like to me in you, not that I ever noticed or thought of you as a tense person, but now as you are now, I see you as much more, relaxed what happened happened? yeah is it the shakti mat what is it what has happened I I don't think it's the shakti mat because the shakti mat only comes out occasionally although my daughter and I have have actually she's still there we've been house sitting for a very you know a very old family friend who I probably haven't seen in I don't know 35 years but we're still in touch on Facebook and she said um uh, is anybody free to house it and I thought Amy might be able to do that and then I went down to get settled with her so we had a really really lovely three days together by the sea and then she came home for her best friend's party but uh, 18th and I had two days there by myself and then she arrived back with girlfriends so she's taken over the cat and the cats incidentally since I left have clearly um accepted her because they keep bringing her dead mouse gifts oh nice yeah so the cats are happy um but amy wanted to bring the shakti mat with us just for those few days away um and that's also an interesting story because when i said yes at the time i thought oh that'll be really nice help somebody out then various things went on literally the day before we had to leave and i thought why did i say yes to this This is an extra complication I could really do without right now. And why did I put myself in a position, quite honestly, to say yes to helping somebody who I haven't seen for 35 years in a way that has now complicated my own life? 
what is the lesson in that? Because I don't want it to be don't help people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe pause and think twice. And then actually, when we got down there, we had the best little drive down. And we just had some such nice times by the sea. And it was in Hastings. And if I don't know if anybody knows Hastings. Hastings is a bit dilapidated, worn down, faded grandeur, totally empty beach just glorious and we got yeah. like a pint of prawns and a dressed crab and a bag of chips and we sat and <laughs> oh my it was just and then you walk up these little streets past these houses that are like from 1500 it's just extraordinary it's just an extraordinary little whoop, magic place that's been dropped and I thought that's why we're here that's why you said yes there's a little bit of you new so just enjoy it and it was just a little bit of magic that we need you know we found things like we found a board game cafe like I've always wanted a board game cafe my <laughs> whole life and it was two it was two pounds per person per hour and they brought you tea in a pot and coffee and walnut cake and there were shelves and shelves of board games what a brilliant idea Oh my gosh. And we worked our way through three of them, two that we weren't so keen on and one that we liked so much that I went home and ordered it immediately. I mean, it's just magic. Yeah. That's what we needed time for. That's what I needed time for this summer. So I am totally not stressed about not making art. And I think what's just made the difference, going back to your question, is it just the Shakti mat? No. Is it taking a bit more care of my health, which is, you know, all of these things in my life, they come and go. I'm not very good at doing anything consistently. I've said this before. This mm -hmm. podcast is the only thing I've done consistently, and that's because you're involved in it. Mm. Things come and go. And I think maybe I finally accepted that. I think I've got braver at dealing with things as well, because I'm telling this like it's been a glorious summer. Um, he doesn't listen, so it, it doesn't matter. We've, we've also come to the end of marriage counselling, which has been great. And we had a fantastic couple of weeks. And then we had the biggest row we've ever had in our entire marriage. Wow. <laughs> so great. And then we figured it out. So it has not been like a perfect, glorious summer by any means. There have been a lot of, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know just an ability to deal with all that stuff a bit better even after you've dealt with things really badly I don't know yeah it's more of a how it feels to me watching you and how it feels to me what I'm realizing now is that and this is so obvious to anybody who's done any work on themselves but acceptance and rolling with things mm -hmm. seems to be the way forward for me and one of the things I've accepted which has taken me a while to learn but in human design I am what's called a manifester one of the bad things about that or or hard things about that not bad things is that you only have bursts of creative energy and then you have periods of rest and when I first read that I was like no because I never stop but that was my problem. I was working like a generator, which is a person who can con can source consistent energy within themselves if they need it. And just which is me. Keep going. Yeah. And we spent a day together once at, 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 where I remember being at the end of the day, utterly depleted. And 
I made dinner for us and you were like, oh, let's get that list of things out again and look at it. And I was thinking, can I just bundle her into a cupboard or something because I can't do any more? And I've always seen that as kind of a weakness in myself. You, you get tired too easily, push, push, push. And now I'm realizing, no, actually, there's value in the rest times. There's value in the quiet times. And it's all right for me to have a burst of creative energy and then wait for another one to come. And if one <laughs> isn't coming, just not do anything. Um, and that's going to be interesting in the next year to see. And sometimes what I do is I mistake a creative urge, which is a real thing, which just takes me off and I get on and I do the thing with something I've manufactured from within myself out of a feeling of I should be doing something. Right. Which is not my design to do that. So I think finding the bigger space, it wasn't a true creative urge because if it was, I'd be swept along on it and it would just happen. It was a, right, well, this is probably the next thing. Let's go do that. That feels good. And then it started to feel less and less good because it wasn't truly the thing, just not right now anyway. So that learning that rest thing, that is, there's still a part of my brain that goes, but shouldn't you be, shouldn't you, you know, there's other things you could be doing. This is a waste of time, but I'm trying to learn to just accept that it's not a waste of time. It's just a different use of time. And that's what I see you've got really good at. You've got really good at allowing yourself to do whatever feels good, which is a key part of your human design is to do the things that feel good and respond to them. Yeah, that's true. I've forgotten that. Mm. I'm not sure where it's fun. Okay. This is going to sound really silly. I'm not sure where it gets me though, other than being a bit happier. Well, isn't that the whole point? <laughs> oh no, I'm a bit happier, but I've not achieved anything. Right. <laughs> that has been, that has been a part of me for so long. Like that yeah. ability to set my mind on something do it, figure it out. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. Okay, here's the thing. How are we going to do that? And I was talking with Paul yesterday and we were joking about, you know, how when I gave up work and, you know, about which is more important, you know, work or looking after children. And yes, again, I'm lucky I had a choice, but also that was my choice. And I stopped my career to do that. And we always joked that, okay, and then when he retires, my career will pick up again. And he said, yeah, I always, you know, had confidence in you. I was like, I didn't. I didn't I didn't have a clue what it was going to be. It was terrifying. You know, yeah. this idea that, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to pick up what, having not been in the workplace for 15 years, what is And he said, yeah, but he said, in the time I know I had known you since then, you had taken on huge products and just figured it all out and just done it from nothing. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I did. So this is a really interesting point for me because I don't feel I have been looking at projects and moving projects and house projects. Um, I don't feel a particular desire to do them um, at the moment. And so it is this interesting part about what comes in the gap. And if this is, is this a life stage shift? As you say, the children are leaving home. There are more avenues opening up in terms of time. 
there are doors beginning to close in other areas, perhaps. And it's just interesting to start navigating it from what feels like being a slightly different person. Mm. Mm. Because if you're not the project person, if you're not the person who's always got a busy schedule and a project on the go, who are you and what will you be next? You might be the project person again, but you might not. And then who are you? And I want to have more time for reading and specifically for learning about different things and I remember when I was considering doing an MA and I was looking at all the courses and everything and I thought well you could set your own schedule and do all of like you don't need to be on an MA to do this you could you could learn this for yourself and I think I would like more time for that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's something that may maybe is a project I don't know but at the moment just more time to read and take in information and just be totally open-ended about where it leads and I don't mean artistically I mean I mean other things I mean brain science psychology those kind of Mm. areas because when I when I sat on the train just wrote a kind of you know when you do those random brain dump lists and it was it was just interesting to see what came out. What does your brain naturally switch on to? I wrote a little declaration for myself, which is not ready to share yet. We have an exercise in the membership, which is writing your artist manifesto, which is about what you what you want to create from your art. What's the purpose behind it? What do you believe in? This is more of a life. Yeah, I wrote it down and I called it a life declaration. And it's interesting that art isn't in it. There's a little bit of me that wonders if art was what I chose, what I used as a route through a certain part of my life Mm -hmm. to get me out of that depression and to give me, like, without doubt, it was a, a kind of skill and something that was natural to me that I wanted to explore. And I suppose it's a bit. It's a bit scary because I'm just wondering if it is the vehicle for the next thing that I want to explore. Which, if it is, I know it feels scary, but how exciting then? Because it's like, if it is, you know how Steve Jobs had that uh, speech about connecting the dots backwards? Have you ever seen that where he said you cannot see the reasons why you did things until later? And then when you look backwards, you go, oh, right, I see that led to that, led to that, led to that. So if it is, and we don't know if it is, but if it is a stepping stone, it's a stepping stone to what comes next, which will be even bigger and better than what was there. And and you'll see looking back, oh, yeah, so it had to be painting because if it wasn't painting, I wouldn't have done this, this, learned this and been able to go to the next level. Or it might be something artistic and even bigger that involves more than just painting or it might not involve painting at all but I know what you mean it's that feeling of well then what well then what am I if I'm not that and a few of the people on your call were saying that too 
Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? How many people on that call mentioned other creative things? And I do think that creativity has an enormous role to play in this because it does allow us to explore and it does use our brain in a different way and it does make connections in a different way. And I think that that is absolutely essential. It's a little bit like when you discover something new creatively in your art and you're like, thrilled and happy with it and you you feel like you've set out to explore something and then you have that lovely feeling and it comes together and you're oh you get that lovely feeling you you can carry on doing that thing and eventually that joy maybe will drop out of it because it it's no longer it yes you can do it yes you're capable but it's a bit like holding on to a, staying in your safety zone, then staying in your comfort zone, holding on to a style or a particular type of work that you know will sell well. It doesn't actually serve you to stay in that place if you want to move onwards and grow. And I think that the question that we had at the end of that call that I posed for people, which I do think is a good one, is what have you had to? learn in order to get to the stage you're at what have you learned to let go of already and what do you need to learn and let go of for the next part and I think it's very easy possibly even easier like when you're starting off with something you don't have that much to lose do you it's like the beginning of a painting you can be kind of quite rash because you can't mess it up because you haven't done it yet But when you're starting something new, you can experiment quite happily and do lots of new things and just try it and see because there's not a lot to risk yet. Whereas, actually, I do think there come points, and it was super clear on that call, there come points where you have built a certain amount of something and it's perhaps even harder at that point to say, okay, and what is in my future might be deviating onto a different path. Yes. Because you're you're not throwing away something that you haven't, you're you're at that point, you're not throwing away, that's the wrong words. You're not changing away from something that isn't complete yet. You're changing away from something that you've spent a lot of time and energy and learning and love building. Yes. It's like year I'm doing Uh, my course again and this isn't a plug for that because I've mentioned it for the last two weeks what I was gonna say is I've decided I can't keep going year after year with the same thing and yet it does very well and people like it and people wait for it and I'm going to say and a friend of mine just asked me isn't that nuts like why are you going to not do that again that's daft and I can't explain it, but it's what you said. It just clicked in when you said it earlier. I can't just keep doing the same thing. Maybe I can do another version of it in a different way that feels good, but I can't I can't just be on the treadmill of here it is again. I need the the creative, I need the creativity again. Whether that is whether that takes three years of studying something else to come back and go, actually, I've got something new to, to share or whether nothing ever pops up. And there is that fear when we think about, because yeah. that course popped in my head, literally fully formed. What if another thing doesn't pop in? Then That's what? your thing. That's your one chance you've had it. <laughs> That's it. I had my creative moment, you know, but that's like, if 
I'm not comparing myself to the Beatles, but that's like if the Beatles said, well, we've had yesterday, we'll probably never do another good song. We might as well pack it in. Presumably, if you make space, and it's the same for you now, you're making space. And when you let go of the idea that I am a painter who does whatever it is we think we are, art fairs or gallery shows or whatever we think, and we let go of that idea, or I teach this course once a year, what does that leave space for for to come in and we fear that what will come in is a big rush of nothing like we'll just be sitting there going okay I got nothing to do now but I don't think that's the case because I think we are naturally creative and if we've created to this point something else will occur to us yeah I mean it's funny I can imagine that there will be people as you say, listening, maybe who are at the stage of building something who are going, why would you exactly why would you do that? And absolutely, when you're involved in something, and you're wrapped up in it, this isn't to say that any of that is wasted. I don't think any anything is ever wasted. But I do think that this is this is a conversation that doesn't often get said. Mm. It doesn't often happen which is what when you've grown something and now you're feeling a pull to do something slightly different or, you know, maybe you've been focused on achieving something and you reach it. And it's not, it's not, it's not to do with financial or anything like that. It's to do with, I think the, the bravery and the honesty to look at what you're actively spending your days and your weeks doing Mm. to wonder if there are any changes and it doesn't it doesn't mean they have to be massive like going to live by the sea or throwing your husband out or anything like that I think they can be small changes too that just shift things something just struck me and it's if you're listening to us thinking well why would you do that I don't I don't want anyone to go away with the impression that you or I feel jaded with what we've done in a depressed way. I feel proud of what I've done and happy about it, but read. Whereas when I was in corporate life, I remember all I wanted to be was in the boardroom. I wanted to be the executive who knew everything that was happening for some reason. Don't ask me why. And then I got there in this company in America. Basically I got there and realized no one knows what they're doing. They're all just fudging around trying to make this company work there's no geniuses here and it was disappointing and also it wasn't for me and then I felt jaded and then I needed to get away from that corporate life because I just that's I've reached the so-called pinnacle and it's not very impressive I don't like it whereas in this case it's more of a sense and I think for you too I've loved every moment it's just Uh that I'm starting to not love it in the same way and I don't want to be regurgitating just for the sake of something to do or for the sake of income or I, I want to be doing something that's exciting. And normally I would say like what the next challenge is, but you're quite right. I don't want it to feel necessarily like a challenge. Mm. And I think that's that's one of the things that we can do as people who have this creative insight in whatever way in the way that we live our life, a part of that is that you get to you get to make the decisions, you get to pull some of the strings, you get to decide what's next 
for you and the way that that ripples out into other areas of your life what I'm saying about the art for me is the way that that has rippled out into other decisions that I've made in life has been phenomenal and what next so wherever you are where you're listening what you're doing is phenomenal you are you know you are doing something creatively that nobody else is doing and where are you letting that ripple out into your life and where are there other things this is not about pushing it's not about shoving it's about recognizing where you have the capacity to create something from nothing like that is the most exciting thing about what we do is is it's the invention it's the yes that's why making the flipping blackberry crumble because like it was it was free stuff and it was plums that had grown on the tree and it was the first year that that tree that we dug in the and we dug that tree in in the rain one easter five years ago and this is the first year that it's had enough to make plum jam that's why we do things it's the creating from nothing and when you are just repeating you're not creating from nothing no that's it and I try to iterate every year to make it interesting and, and something different, but that's not the same as creating from nothing. And that mm. is what we're always after, I think. Yeah, so that's a bit of a meandering conversation about this topic, but I think it was valuable. I think, like you said, that's not something that's talked about very often, this stage of 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 development. And hopefully you've taken something away from it. And Alice, would you just repeat those questions that you asked everybody? Because it might be a nice thing to leave people with. Yeah, I think the questions are, and and I was thinking about this this morning, actually, before we started, I'll tell you my thought about it afterwards. But the questions were, what have you learned? And what have you had to let go of and when I say had to let go of I mean in the terms of beliefs or expectations in order to get to where you are now and for the next version of you what do you need to know learn or let go of for the next part of your journey and I think those are valuable but I also think it's interesting that those are both looking back and looking forward rather than being in the now. Mm. Don't know where that leads me next, but maybe the next part of that is to be more now in your day and just dial up your awareness. Again, I've said this before, awareness is one of our strengths as artists, perception, understanding, apply it to your own life in the now and in the moment, you know, where... It's a bit like playing that game, isn't it? A bit like Gwyneth Paltrow and sliding doors. You know, what are the tiny decisions that you can make in the day? Shall I go and hang the laundry up? Can I take five minutes with a book? And sometimes you can't, but I think sometimes we get whipped up in the process of doing and actually you can stop or you can pause or you can bring a little bit more joy or fun or silliness in rather than stress. Right. Okay. Back to my uh, non-art life then for another week. Then we'll see where we are. Um, And also I'm going to do a uh, pitch for your free course coming up. So you can find out more about that on louisefletcherart.com. As Louise says, this is going to be the last 
Um, I don't know where you are on the free course element, but the free course is a week for anybody to join. Um, it's a great way to explore what you're doing. And the thing that's nice about it is it it always seems to set people off in different directions. Mm. So if you're looking for a little burst of something, if you're feeling a bit summer holiday-ish, what am I going to do to get started again? This would be a great way to do it. So go and take a look. Um, there will be a link in the show notes, or you can always go to Louise's website to find out more and join in. All right, that's it from us then this week. Uh, We will see you again soon and I hope you're having a fantastic time wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. Bye. This is going to be one of those ones, isn't it? Right, here we go. Changed it a bit there. That throw you. <laughs> I know, and I respond. See, I did it. I was okay. I can roll with the punches. <laughs> I had to drag it down. <laughs> but you know, there is all of that stuff, and and you totally throw me now. Sorry, say- <laughs> sorry. That's where my head's at lately. I'm so sorry.